Ignite my anti-mosquito beacon. I think some mosquitoes snuck in here on my as I was just coming through the studio door. This place is pretty much airtight. They just hang outside the door waiting for any opportunity. Baby, let my fire. Nice. For whatever reason, whatever reason <laughs> mosquitoes don't seem to like joysticks. I don't know why. I never asked one of these motherfuckers. Woo, we in the house. Perfect. How's everybody doing? What's cracking? Uh, big shout out to Australia. I believe it's already Christmas for you, but a few people. Anyone from Australia in the building? There usually is. Usually got all manner of Antipodean wonders. Bopping around, dropping shrimps on Barbies and all that sort of thing. Just hanging out in the chat, wrestling alligators, crocodiles. Crocodiles? Yeah, they have crocodiles. It's Floridians that wrestle alligators. Did you see, I saw a video the other day of someone in Florida, and they're basically, they've got an alligator, like, trying to get into their house, and they're trying to get rid of the alligator with a, with a large trash can. They're trying to scoop the alligator into the trash can. Shout out to Florida. Uh, Dashiel says, I was watching Aski Kira number 19. We need more of those. We did one the other week, didn't we? Yeah, we can do more of those. Babbuda93 says, Yes, indeed, it is Christmas here in big, beautiful Australia. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Hey! Well, this is a Christmas Eve stream. So I don't know what you're going to do. Ha, ha, ha. How's Christmas, future people? Is it a good one? Is it a good Christmas in 2023? It's 2023 still, isn't it? Yeah, shout out to you lot. Nicholas Young says, Norad Santa Tracker shows Santa is out doing work. Yeah, well, he's been doing Australia, hasn't he? Where's he got now? Merry Christmas, guys, says Tim, last name. It is. It is. That's where we are. We are now in, in Christmas. If you're in Australia, it's literally Christmas Day. If you're in other places, it's literally Christmas Eve. And if you're actually, I mean, depending on where you live, for example, in Mexico, they celebrate Christmas today. And I'm in Mexico. Very confusing. So I'll be having a Christmas dinner thing after this. With some Mexican friends coming over. If that ain't nice, I don't know what is. All that. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, let's see what we got going on. Oh, look. Keys compatible. Keys compatible. So if I say 1A, you know, right We'll save that for a little later. It's the Eve, isn't it, you see? Eve. Where's my words? Here we go. Christmas. Lovely. Let me drag that up there. I was doing some work on my library again. The, it's, a, it's you know it's a it's a work in progress. The glory of the the Meaning Wave Library, the Akira the Don DJ Library. Ooh, what's up there? Side, you used to be at the bottom. I'm moving you. Let me move ahead a few updates. So uh, all my Christmas songs are in one place. All the Meaning Wave ones. I've shifted DJ Library management entirely now from iTunes to Swinsian. Shouts out to Swinsian iTunes has become pretty unusable as a DJ library thing because it's just so bloated. It just hangs all the time. It can't handle the glory and wonder of my mighty DJ collection. Swinsy and Cat. Anyway, so yeah, basically the 24th to 25th, doesn't matter where you are, it is the real merry fucking Christmas. I'm here to tell you all about that. Gather the children round. Cursing is only is bad unless it's David Goggins doing it. Everybody knows that. He's amazing. Did you hear that? Ho, ho, ho. Remember, kids, swearing is bad unless it's David Goggins. Or Akira the Dog. Who Akira the Dawn is? Of course, he's amazing. Well, that time of year, I start to feel real happy. Scoops82 and Broken Umbrella both joined the channel. Didn't they do that yesterday? Very impressive. How'd you keep doing it? If you believe in Santa Claus, you celebrate Christmas. You're looking forward to Santa Claus. Can you give me some presents? It's a real good time of year, so in that good time of year, we start to feel real good about ourselves. So I start to feel great. So we start making promises to ourselves about, hey, I'm going to lose some weight. I'm going to do better in school. I'm going to be better here and be better there. But guess what happens? Yeah, I know, man. What? The real merry fucking Christmas happens when all of that noise is gone. It's quiet. And it's you against you, against you, against you. Yeah. The real merry fucking Christmas. The real merry fucking Christmas. Throw that towel in. They throw that motherfucker. 
bitches say not fucking done yet. Fucking Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, ho, ho, ho. Saran says 15 minutes of punches on the bag starts now. This is my favorite of yours right now. Get after that bag. We want to be treating that bag the way we treat the like button around here. Speaking of which, go wish a merry fucking Christmas to the like button. Hammers. Hammers. Hammers only. Bang, bang, like that. I just did my hair like an hour ago. I know. Look at that. Look at the glory. Oh, I'm not zoomed in on properly on camera too. That's fine. Looks. Look, it makes me look way more tanned. I'm not even that tanned at the moment. I haven't been outside as much as, as I usually do. I've been working. But you see the lightning of the hair, it, it exaggerates the, um, the sun-kissed bronze bad man ting. That's the real Merry Bucket Christmas right there. Chris Bede says, damn, I forgot about the like button. How could you forget? About your our daily uh, dose of ultraviolence. Fits your cat. What's up, baby? He says Santa Claus coming down your chimney, even if you don't have one. Exactly. Isn't that wonderful? And that ain't even a euphemism. That's just facts. That's just Christmas facts. And uh, you know we love Christmas facts around here. Here's a Christmas fact. Christmas fact for you. Uh, the elf on the shelf buggers off today. Today is his last day of monitoring the children. Uh, if, he's, if he's pleased with them, he delivers a final pretty decent gift uh, on Christmas Eve. Then uh, tomorrow he'll be gone because he's going to go snitch back to Santa and tell Santa, um, you know... What you been up to? Oh, I just thought of one of those Elf on the Shelf things. But it'd require, here's the thing, how do you pronounce scone? You probably pronounce it scone, right? In Where I grew up in the Midlands, they call it scone, but they say everything like that's all right, mate, how are you? For example, this is a mobile phone. So they also say scone, but other people say scone. You heard it, Elf on the Shelf. There's Don on a scone. I'm going to do that. I'm going to make little Akira the Don uh, things and put them on scones and piss off my forefathers. Yeah. Nicholas Young says, I freckle, which is real neat considering I work outside. I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? What do you mean you freckle? Does that mean you, you, you get freckles? People like freckles. Girls love freckles, you know. Uh, it's data science, what's up man? It says yeah, ho, 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 and that is correct. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. 
Alright, God rest you, merry gentlemen. It is Christmas Eve. We're in the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone. It's a beautiful uh, Christmas to be alive, huh? How about that? A beautiful Christmas to be, to be alive. I think this is going to be the best Christmas ever. I don't know about you. Rock Umbrella says, consider the like button smash. Yo, you want to get that like button needs to be about as smashed as grandma. On the slow gin. My, gra- my grandma used to make slow gin when she was still sharing Christmases with us. And, uh, she made a great slow gin, you know. You don't need a fast gin, it's Christmas, we're chilling out here. What's up with Big Bad Wolf? Why does he need to stay strong? What happened to him? He seems okay. He saw Santa last night early. Oh, wow. Big Bad Wolf says, Santa, we saw him last night. Actually, we took the girls to take pictures. He's looking fit this year. Oh, you found a buff Santa. Obviously, buff Santa Claus exists. Obviously, buff Santa Claus exists. Wow. Javier says, it's great to be alive in Eve. Yes, it is. Nicholas Young says, about how about Akira on Elira? If I knew what that was, I know so little. Ah. Uh, Nicholas Young says, have you ever had glog? Glog. It's like spiced wine that's boiled. For some reason, it's way stronger. I mean, I've had spicy boiled wine as a Christmas thing. They used to give that out at church and shit. You know, it's called glog. Glog is a funny word, isn't it? I like that. That's one of those words that sounds real good coming out your face. Glog. <laughs> glog. Yeah, glog for everybody. Glogs all around. Santa Claus exists. Do you think Santa Claus drinks Glog? Des says, I'm obsessed with the Aragorn sample from Default Aggressive. Man, there's so many samples in Default Aggressive, huh? There's like fucking 20 vocal samples in there or something, like bits of movies and shit. I went ham on that. That was a Christmas song. We're going to play a Christmas song now, and uh, we're going to do the International High Five. We're going to gather information for the International High Five. Uh, I want to uh, know, and you'll know what, you know what song I'm going to play. is a very important Christmas song, an important meaning of Christmas song. And uh, for the International High Five, I want to know where you are, and I want to hear of evidence that you might have come across in your time. Evidence of the existence of Santa. One of the arguments here coming from the new type of atheist. When I was a child, I believed in Santa Claus. When I was a child, I believed in the tooth fairy. But then one day, I... Rewind, very important news. Sorry, everyone, we have to back the song up. It's very important. Ill Inc. has announced that she is on her third donut. It's Christmas Eve and she's on her third donut. Good Lord. And she says Jocko would be pissed. Jocko sometimes goes crazy on the donuts, doesn't he? That's his thing. He's like... When he, when he, uh, that and, uh, uh, or is it, 
Uh, what's the other one? The chocolate, the mint ice cream, chocolate chip mint ice cream or some shit like that. Occasionally, like, Echo or Joko will go crazy and donuts. Don't you worry about it. It's Christmas. It's okay. All right? Everyone needs to chill. Everyone needs to chill and listen to this song and tell me where they are and uh, evidence about Santa. One of the arguments here coming from the new type of atheist. When I was a child, I believed in Santa Claus. When I was a child, I believed in the Tuesday. But then one day I grew up and I realized that Santa Claus doesn't exist. I realized that the Tuesday fairy doesn't exist. And in the same manner, one day I grew up and I realized that God doesn't exist. Ha 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 I've always found that line of argumentation rather funny because to me it seems completely absurd to say Santa Claus doesn't exist because obviously Santa Claus exists. There are Santa Clauses everywhere at Christmas. Yeah, right. There are guys who That's good evidence. Santa Claus, there are Santa Claus decoration, ornaments, we have stories, we have songs, we have all these things which celebrate Santa Claus. It is patently absurd to say that Santa Claus does not exist. Duh. Obviously Santa Claus exists. Obviously. Obviously Santa Claus exists. This is the jam. That's right, Pesuka. Obviously Santa Claus exists. Blessings to your mass. Happy Christmas. Thank you. Bill Killer in Maryland says my evidence is that I channel him every year and give him gifts. Exactly. There are certain things that don't exist. For example, a square circle or dry water. Now, yeah. Those things are impossible. They do not exist. Yeah. Santa Claus definitely exists. Yeah. The question we need to ask is, in what manner does Santa Claus exist? Woo. And I think that asking oneself that question of it is that Santa Claus exists can maybe help certain people understand the manner in which we say that God exists. There are things that exist that are not at the level of my coffee cup. There are things which exist at different levels of being. Obviously, Santa, Santa Claus, Claus exists. exists. And you can say that about concept. Love exists, but you can't. Obviously, Santa Claus exists. You can't put it in a bottle. You can't put it in a bottle. Look, there's Santa Claus right there. The spirit of Santa Claus is working through Walking Mole Poet. Who just gifted five Akira the Dawn and Meanie Wave membership. Obviously, Santa Claus. There's Santa Claus happening right there. Like what his purpose is. Now, the thing is that what people uh, tend to, to struggle with is to understand that beings are not obvious. It's not that obvious how to contain a being. So you, for example, you have hearts. You have hands and fingers, eyes, you have hair. You have all these different parts. And there is something, your being, your personhood, which holds all those things together. Now, Santa Claus is the same thing, but his body is just not as contained as your body. It is actually a lot bigger than your body. Parts of Santa Claus are the images of Santa Claus that we see in movies, that we see in stories, just like your picture, which appears online. Obviously, Santa Claus exists. Your picture that's in your telephone or in some family album. Obviously, Santa Claus exists. 
is an extension of you. Wretched Florida at the Milk and Cookies are all going in the morning. Duh, there you go. And they come into contact with Santa Claus exists. So choose. Bad Buddha in the future in Australia. I met Santa in person when I was six years old. I shook his hand and he gave me a water pistol. Boom. He is manifesting Santa Claus. He is Boom. part of Santa Claus to the extent that he's participating in the being of Santa Claus at that moment. If a child goes to the mall, they sit on Santa Claus's lap and then they speak to Santa Claus. What would you like for Christmas? The child will answer what they want for Christmas. And Santa Claus will find some story about how, you know, he's going to try to get that child his gift for Christmas. So the child is speaking to Santa Claus. And that's really important to understand. The child is not speaking to Joe under the costume who put on no. a big beard. She, she isn't speaking to him. No. Obviously, Santa Claus exists. She's speaking to Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Obviously, Santa Claus exists. And it also isn't Joe that is answering. Obviously, Santa Claus exists. It's Santa Claus that is answering. Obviously, Santa Claus exists. It is obvious that Santa Claus exists. Duh. If Joe starts to tell the child something else, the child will no longer recognize Santa Claus. Joe will cease to be a body part of Santa Claus. Now, you can write a letter to Santa Claus. Put, Put it, it in, in the mail. mail. Send it to Santa Claus. And you know what? No. Santa Claus is going to answer. And it isn't Martha sitting in the post office, you know, typing out the letter. She's not the one who's actually answering. She is manifesting Santa Claus. Wow. The same thing you're doing to Santa Claus, I can do to you. When you answer my question, I can say, well, it's not you that is answering my question. What? It's your mouth what? that's answering my question. What? But is that true? Is it your mouth that's answering the question? No. Your mouth is the tool by which you are answering the question. For Santa. Santa Claus. Yeah! More proof of Santa's existence, Chad Comstock just gave away 10. Santa Claus. 10. Santa Claus. Meaning Wave, Akira the Don memberships. 10. Obviously, Santa Claus exists. A being that's Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Chad. Way of speaking. You, Christmas Chad. With Santa Claus and Santa Claus, we'll answer. See? This is not just imaginary because you are not that contained as you think. No. You as a person, you can be possessed by all these different ideas. Yes. You can be influenced by all these external influences. And even in your mind, you are not as centered as you think. You have all these different kind of crazy personalities that can pull you in different directions. So why do you think that you as a person exist? Right? There is something. There is a total way in which those elements are pulled together into a consistent being. If it wasn't so, we'd say you're schizophrenic or we'd say you're crazy. If you're not crazy, there's something pulling those elements together. So that when I ask you something, I recognize you in that answer. Obviously, Santa Claus exists. Yo. Obviously, Santa Claus exists. Thanks for the question. 
obviously Santa Claus exists. See, so I think we're decided. Obviously Santa Claus exists. But let's look, look to our, our mighty chat, our noble chat, and see what they're saying about uh, the existence of Santa Claus and proof thereof. Uh, Sheila in Nashville, there are many Santas, all the service, all in the service of good. Uh, well, other than Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, he was in the service of good, wasn't he? He, he had, um, he, he employed that, that little guy. You know? Uh, he made his girlfriend happy for, tw for 30 seconds. Yo! Um, Lilo Nyko is in Canadian. D-Man got a membership from Walking Mall Poet. So did XX, uh, so did Ray, and so did Sheila. Uh, Vincente Caporini, I use that argument for validating God's existence. Never thought to apply that to Santa also. Well, if it's Santa holding Santa together, what's holding you together? Hmm? Beyond Infinity says Merry Christmas from the Himalayas. Thank you. Merry Christmas to the Himalayas. Solemn Sun says, I always have and still believe in Santa. One year I asked Santa for snow. South Texas doesn't snow, and Mum woke me up to it snowing at 3 a.m. Mum and I made snowmen for the first time that year. What year was that? That's interesting, because uh, when we moved to, to Texas in 2020, uh, Hercules really wanted snow, and um, everyone laughed. There's no snow in Texas. <laughs> and Hercules wished hard for snow, and lo and behold, it snowed for the first time. It was the coldest it had been in 75 years that Christmas in Texas. It was so cold, it looked like Narnia. It was so cold, no traffic could come in or out of the area of Dripping Springs we were in for three days, and people just sledded on the roads rather than drove cars. A Christmas miracle, though it was. Nicholas Young says, what is more real, what we act out or what we see? Solemn Sun says, Santa would leave me letters, answer my questions, gave me things I didn't think Mum knew about. I had a personal elf named Shiloh that wrote to me when I asked. Yeah, there you go. Nicholas Young says, this is not a world full of dead objects, it's a world full of stories. It's a world made of stories, isn't it? Stories are the very stitching, the very, the very components of which this thing is built, the very blocks of the, of the house that we inhabit. This, there's a thing in here, and it bit me. Now, uh, that's not Christmas. To go on a murder spree in a minute, you'll have to excuse me. Da, 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 da. Yeah, Christmas. Um, should be Bungie Animator says, This is my second favorite Christmas song. Maybe we'll play your favorite tonight. Amanda says, Such love up in horror. There always is, right? A bottle of ketchup said, This might be my favorite Christmas wave track. Love, Pazoo. Manifesting Santa Claus up in here, says it'll ink. Lane Stewart says, I counted my CRT TVs. Uh, I misrepresented yesterday. I've only got 11 working and three broken to make the 14. It's very important to tell the truth, isn't it? Don't be out there letting people think you've got 14 working CRT televisions when it's only 11. Proud of you. Marco says, 13 centigrade in the UK right now with heavy winds. Crazy. Shout out to the UK. What time is it in the UK right now? It's Christmas night. It's real Eve, isn't it? Mute Barbecue says, a bloody miracle, my lads. That was annoying. 
Well, there you go. Christmas Miracle. Obviously, Santa Claus exists. Obviously. And uh, obviously, obviously, the International High Five exists. And obviously, we can do one. And obviously, to do the International Hive, you just got to uh, high five the International Hive. What is that? You cock back, don't you? And you go, we, three, two, one, high. Hi. Five. An example of how a very ancient uh, folkway yeah. can be incorporated into our culture without us even realizing it is provided by discussing Amanita muscaria. If you're good, right? Encyclopedia Britannica, and you look up Santa Claus, they'll tell you that it has to do with Saint Nicholas, and it got started in the 11th century. But when you look at the Santa Claus story, it's a perfect uh, uh, mythologium to analyze from this point of view, because okay. look what's going on with Santa Claus. Look what's going on with Santa Claus. Look what's going on with Santa Claus. Look what's going on. Look what's going on. With Santa Claus. Look at it. First of all, Santa Claus's colors are red and white. The colors of the Amanita Muscaria, for sure. Santa Claus lives at the North Pole. What does this mean? It means that Santa Claus lives at the Axis Mundi. Ooh. Or Yggdrasil, the magic world ash. Welsh mythology has uh, taken root. Santa Claus flies. This is what shamans do. Santa Claus is the master of the reindeer, the animal most associated with the Amanita muscaria. Santa Claus is aided in his work by troops of elves. Look what's going on with Santa Claus. Look what's going on with Santa Claus. Look what's going on with Santa Claus. What's going on with Santa Claus. What is the work of Santa Claus? To build toys for children. Remember the DMT thing saying, look at this, look at this. Well, those were off-duty elves, clearly. So, so here are all the motifs. And I believe that for children in our culture, that all the Christer stuff is not what Christmas is about. Christmas is about standing in front of the tree on Christmas morning with the gifts arrayed and the twinkling lights on. Well, that tree is the tree that the Amanita muscaria forms its symbiotic relationship to. It's always spruce or pine, but it has a mycorrhizal relationship. So the number of motifs 
Simply put it, leave it to Terence McKenna to claim a psychedelic Sansa. And why not? So we've heard Jonathan Pajou on Santa. Jonathan Pajou contends that obviously Santa Claus exists. Uh, Terence McKenna uh, contends that obviously Santa Claus is a mushroom. Um, we do have some other angles on this. Question and uh, and I I um I'm aiming at adding some more next Christmas. Yeah, Nicholas Young says be present. Exactly. Well, Nicholas Young, your presence is a present, and we are grateful. Marco says, being able to take profound speech and make it even more hard-hitting via music is a mad talent to have. Here's a funny one, isn't it? Of all the things to develop. Appreciate you. Marco says, Akira, what's your favorite track you ever produced? Uh, right now, I think it's better than Justice. Uh, which is a song from Meditations Volume 2. Uh, I was going through the... Um, is my hair doing something fluky? Uh, I was going through the Meditations Volume 2 Masters last night. It's almost signed off on. There's a few tweaks to be done on, I think, four songs remaining. And yeah, Better Than Justice off that is crazy. Although saying that also... Um, uh, let's see. <laughs> notes. Um, what remaining notes do we have? Track one. Fuck yeah. Track one signed off. A bit of vocal disappeared on track two. That's being fixed. Track three. Boom. Got some dynamic issues with track four remaining. Five. Boom. Six. Boom. Three exclamation marks. Seven. Uh... Lead and backing vocals at 2 minutes 21 seconds could still come up a bit. Overall vocal could come up a little throughout. See, there's not much left to change on that. What? Come back. Don't go good enough. Uh, number 8. Something off with the RR tone at the start. Still sounds a little harsh and separate compared to uh, uh, the rest. Should be a little softer. Uh, feels like it's melting into... The oh yeah, in the rough it feels more like it's melting into the music. A bit more reverb and a little delay should fix that. Track 9, the breaths need taming a little bit. The compression has them sounding a little too loud. 10, boom, with five exclamation marks. Um, anyway, that's, I don't know why I'm reading you these. I was, what I was looking for was the listening just to track 12. Um, what's track 12 called? Why should I really be giving away track listings at this point just so blase out there? 
track 12, Body, Soul, Mind. Maybe it's that, because that's... Um, what does that sound like? It's, it's a glorious, glorious thing. It's kind of like uh, if I got Phil Spector to come in and uh, help me produce Radiohead in the infinite cosmic universe where they carried on doing stuff in the vein of the first album and sort of continue to expand upon that. I became the kind of greatest ultra-cosmic uh, sort of turbo rock band of all time. Obviously with uh, with Marcus Aurelius writing the lyrics and not Tom York. I'm the with the Don singing. <laughs> I don't know, just, just so suffice to say, Meditations Volume 2 is amazing, you're going to love it. Yeah! Cosmic Kangaroo says hello from Christmas morning. We got another Australian in the house. We got another one of those crocodile hunters that live in the future. How's Christmas? Is it good? Is it should we be is it something to look forward to or should we should we avoid it? Hello, delete yourself. Thanks for the support, you cutie. Says discovering your channel was a great Christmas time thing. Franks. Friends, have a lovely Christmas. Oh, well, we surely shall. Thank you very much. Anyway, yeah, so what was I saying? We had Jonathan Paju. He says, obviously, Santa Claus exists. Terence McKenna says, obviously, uh, Santa Claus is a mushroom. And what does Jordan B. Peterson say on the subjects of Santa Claus? Christmas was complicated for me. There's a personal element to it. There's a very vicious streak, 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 streak. That's the wrong song. This is the right one. Don't want to know about the vicious streak just yet, my friend. We'll come back to that. I was wondering what you thought of Santa Claus. If it's a healthy thing for parents to practice, what's the psychological impact of lying to your child? You're not lying to the mind. Look, I think lying is the wrong way of thinking about this. Santa Claus is a game. pretend all the time you know so I don't see any harm in it at all now you know you don't want to prolong that belief beyond its natural end point but it's a it's a massive game and it's a lovely game and I don't believe that there's anything harmful in it in the least Santa Claus is a game it's a game of pretend. Santa Claus is a game. It's a game of pretend. Now, what's the psychological impact of lying to your child? We can think about that more generally. Don't lie to your children. Don't lie, period. 
idea. It's a really bad idea. It never works. You might think it works, but that's only because you're blind to the consequences and probably willfully blind. Plus, it's a terrible weight. You know, if you if you don't lie, there's a lot fewer things to keep track of. Your life is a lot more pristine and crystalline. Crystalline. And then things that come your way, maybe you deserve in some small measure. And it's a bad idea to lie. But I don't think it's a bad idea to play pretend games with your children. I think that's okay. Santa Claus is a game. It's a game. Onto the orb. Onto the Christmas orb. Pretend. Onto what you think of what Santa really is. It's a game of pretend. Santa Claus is a game. It's a game of pretend. Santa Claus is a game. It's a game of pretend. Jordan B. Peterson there. I would be interested to speak to Jordan Peterson about this again now and see if he's changed his mind. I would not be surprised if by this point Dr. Jordan B. Peterson had not adopted the Jonathan Pajou view of uh, Santa Claus and uh, and realized the truth, uh, which is that obviously Santa Claus exists. But that's what I think. What about you guys? What about you guys? I think it's as clear as day. I think it's obvious. As obvious as uh, as the mullet on the back of my head that Santa Claus exists and is is in some ways more real than than most of us. Apart from me, obviously. I am the most real. I am the protagonist. Bad Buddha says, yeah, Christmas orb. Jesse says, so good. I got a sleigh for Christmas. Wait, is it already you in Australia? I got a sleigh for Christmas, the CrossFit kind. Obviously, Santa Claus exists. Hurrah! Slay that sleigh! Chunky D says, don't forget to uh, leave cigarette shoes in a Beretta 9mm in the air duck for John McClane. Exactly. Favorite time of year. That's my friend Cosmic Kangaroo in Australia. Whereas ah, there he is, because he's in the future. You see, he's one of our um, spies, one of our crocodile hunting spies. He says Christmas is all right. Christmas is all right. It's hot and stormy. I will spend today helping wildlife. By which you mean hunting crocodiles. That's what you mean, isn't it? You're going to spend a day harassing crocodiles, like all of your kind. Well, consensus in the chat seems to be that Santa Claus obviously exists. 
the uh, materialist position is is uh, poo pooed around these parts. Impeccable flowing says Santa is real. Lol. Yeah, obviously. Nightbot, even Nightbot says obviously Santa Claus exists. <laughs> Axel Stack says Santa doubters BTF. Oh, correct. Ain't nobody got time for that. Lane Stewart says, clean up your room, bucko, so Santa doesn't trip and fall. Get after it. Good idea. That's a good idea, you see. What we need around here is practicality. We need solutions to potential problems and problems that currently exist. We don't even need to be debating the obvious coming up with practicalities to make things better than they are. How can we make things even better? Ow. Now back to back to Jordan, Dr. Bit Dr. Jordan, Jordan, Dr. Dr. Jordan. Who was telling us about Christmas in Canada. Uh, have we got any Canadians in the house? I think we do, don't we? Uh, all the Canadians in the house kindly make some Canadian noise. Sort of flap your flap your head parts like that. In that, in that lovable manner. And alert is to your existence, because we're gonna play a song for you that's gonna describe your experience. Uh, Pissier Cut says Santa comes around every year and uh what? Yeah, he comes around every year at this time, obviously exists. Duh! There you go. Alright, Canadians. Christmas was complicated for me. There's a personal element to it. There's a very vicious streak of familial depression that runs in my family. My father was quite prone to that. So Christmas could be a dark time. For us. Merry Christmas. Christmas could be a dark time for us. Although it, it was also all of the positive things that were supposed to be at the same time. My father had a seasonal affective disorder. Of course, we didn't know what the hell was going on. When I was growing up, nobody knew what that was. And it took a long time to get that sorted out. That time of year has been very complex over the years. So Christmas could be a dark time. basically the gist of the conversation I had with my dad yesterday. He's a very jolly Christmas soul, my pups. So that's the personal end of it. The more metaphysical end is, of course, that I've spent a lot of time over the last three decades trying to understand Christianity and what the rituals and routines and stories mean that's added another dimension to it. I mean, I understand, for example, the mythological idea that at the darkest point of the year, that's when the hero emerges. 
That's a very old mythological idea. Yeah. Of course, you don't need a hero unless the darkness is intense. The darkness is intense. Of course, you don't need a hero unless the darkness is intense. The darkness is intense. The darkness is intense. Darkness is intense. Darkness is intense. It makes sense that that's what would call forth a hero. Well, that was that was that ended on a brighter note than it started, didn't it? That one. Thank you, Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. That uh, Canadian perspective on Christmas. You know, my wife was noting yesterday. We're we're in Mexico these days, and of course, we're not from Mexico. We're from the initially from the UK, and uh, that's that is that vibe in the UK. It gets very cold, and it's it's the dead of winter. So Christmas is something of a light in the darkness. Whereas here, we're in Mexico and it's very sunny and what have you. So obviously Christmas has a different context here. It's not about that sort of a thing. So so I guess every year we're here, it's a little less about sort of like trying to perfectly recreate what was and to create what, what is. Nicholas Young says, I've been playing the Legend of Zelda series for the first time. The champion always comes when the darkness rises. Archetypes are great. Exactly. That's what that mixtape we did was about. We did that uh, Zelda mixtape. About the hero story. Uh, look at this. More evidence of the, of the factuality of Santa. Alec Moran has just appeared magically, ho-ho-hoing all over the place with a big sack of Meaning Wave memberships for everybody. How about that? When I say everybody, I mean five of you. And that's just delightful to add to the 15 that were already given away by Chad and uh, Walking More Poet earlier. And if that ain't merry, I don't know what is. Merry Christmas, everybody. That's very nice, isn't it? Big up, Alec Moran. Love to you and your family. Merry, merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Nicholas Young says, I love this that mixtape. It is a good mixtape. That's one of them. Classic Meaning Wave mixtapes. Do let me know what uh, themes you want for future mixtapes. We can have lots of great mixtapes next year. Is that Jennifer Grossman? Is that Jagni? The legend herself, Leenda, says, we love you, Akira. Well, we love you. We love you, Jagni. Jennifer Grossman, she runs the Atlas Society, for whom I recently uh, performed and did that that Ayn Rand anthem little mini EP thing. Uh, go check out their YouTube channel; it's great. It's, they just done a book trailer for Atlas Shrugged, uh, utilizing a lot of contemporary futuristic animation techniques, and it's very epic. You should go check that out. I don't know, Jennifer Grossman just joined the channel. Bienvenidos! Channel members, of course, get to download the uh, mixtapes and mixes. And when we do those those Friday night party streams that YouTube always blocks, uh, you can get downloads of those. Amongst other things like access to emojis, so you can express yourself via Jocko's face. Which is one of the most expressive things known to man, of course. Have yourself a very Merry Christmas. 
What up, Jeff? Says Merry Christmas, M A Z. I'm late again. You're just right on time. I have black bucks in '89. Don't you worry about a thing. How are funeral arrangements going for Oreo? Now this is song. I've got this tagged with Christmas. This isn't technically a Christmas song, but I tagged it with Christmas for some reason. I can't even remember why, so let's listen to this and see if I was correct in uh, tagging this song in my catalogue library with Christmas and see if there really is a Christmas message or a Christmas feeling in this song, which features Graham Hancock and is from the, um, the Graham Hancock album, which was called The War on Consciousness. Make some noise for Dr. Graham Hancock. And this whole transformation was made possible by this encounter with death that Mother Ayahuasca gave me. That leads me to ask, what is death? Our materialist science reduces everything to matter. Materialist science in the West says that we are just meat, we're just our bodies. So when the brain is dead, that's the end of consciousness. There is no life after, there is no soul. We just rot and are gone. But actually, many honest scientists should admit that consciousness is the greatest mystery of science, that we don't know exactly how it works. The brain's involved in it in some way, but we're not sure how. Could be that the brain generates consciousness the way a generator makes electricity if you hold to that paradigm then of course you can't believe in life after death when the generator's broken consciousness is gone but it's equally possible that the relationship is more like the relationship of the tv signal to the tv set and in that case when the tv set is broken it's pondered the christmas the TV signal continues and this is the paradigm Hi. of all the spiritual traditions we are immortal souls, temporarily incarnated in these physical forms to learn and to grow. We are immortal souls, temporarily incarnated in these physical forms to learn and to grow and to develop. says all I want for Christmas is to win the war on consciousness. There you go. And really, if we want to know about this mystery, the last people we should ask are materialist, reductionist, scientists. They have nothing to say on the matter at all. Let's go rather to the ancient Egyptians who put their best minds to work for 3,000 years on the problem of death and on the problem of how we should live our lives to prepare for what we will confront after death. And the ancient Egyptians expressed their ideas in transcendent art, which still touches us emotionally today, and they came to certain very specific conclusions. That the soul does survive death, and that we will be held accountable for every thought Every action, every deed we have lived through in our lives. So we better take this precious opportunity to be born in a human body seriously and make the most of it. We are in the soul, temporarily incarnate, these distant forms. 
Ho, ho, ho. Graham Hancock there with We Are Immortal Souls. For some reason, I tagged it uh, with the word Christmas, so it's shown up in my Christmas library. It did have a twinkly magical feeling, didn't it? And it did have a, a, uh, a useful message, I think. What do you think? Uh, what is this? More evidence of Santa? More evidence of the factuality, the actuality, and the uh, undeniable obviousity of Santa in the form of Jennifer Grossman, aka Jackney of the Atlas Society, gifting a whopping 10 subs. Bringing the total in this show to 31. 31. Christmas subs. Isn't that nice? That ain't nice. I don't know what is. Thank you very much, Jackney. That's lovely. Merry Christmas one and all. Uh, let's see what my friend Paul Harvey has to say about this. Paul Harvey, what do you have to say? Merry Christmas. Okie dokie. I agree. Christmas spirit is, is strong up in here. How is the Christmas spirit where you are? Uh, we've got Australians in the building there already having Christmas. Uh, how is Christmas? Let us know. We've had some reports of Christmas. Cosmic Kangaroo said it's all right. Healing says when you give memberships, can you choose who the gifts go to? I have no idea how that works. I think it's random. I think it's random. I have no idea. Zach Stepp says, I am loving all the love going on here. It is very lovely in here, all times. Uh, I'm very proud of this community. It is uniformly uh, joyful and positive and supportive and wise and funny and very good looking. Very, 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 very incredibly good looking. Mapian says, Bowie Vest. That's right, I got this in London uh, just before I left the UK back in 20... I get us. I thought it was a long ass time ago. I was wearing this in the Crooked music video when I did that cover of that K-pop song Crooked and that was over a decade ago. This vest I've had a long time. And it's one of those things that just gets better as it gets older. Some clothes are like that. Cosmic Kangaroo says, all right, is a colloquialism for amazing. We still have our British sensibilities. Yes, you do. Stop headbutting people. Jeff says, vibes are all about love right now. Feeling a lot of love. Jeff also uh, sent us a super chat. Uh, said, much love to you, Akira, and the MAZ family. Oreo, that's Jeff's little pet, who passed yesterday says is now amongst the waves of the universe. Thank you for the kind words yesterday, brother. Godspeed, Oreo. Merry Christmas to you. All the Christmas pets are sleeping. It was the night before Christmas and all around the Don compound, all the animals are asleep. The dogs are all sleeping, the myriad cats, they're all sleeping. They're all readying themselves to be up all night making loads of noise, which is what they like to do around here. I don't know if it's a Mexican thing or a... I don't know what it is, but the animals like to get down at the nighttime. Now, back to our, um, back to our, our uh, speakers. We have, a lot, we have a number of speakers speaking on the subject of Christmas today, on this Christmas Eve. 
Uh, we've had Dr. Jordan B. Peterson talking about a couple of things. He was talking about what he thought of the reality of Santa and lying. And uh, he was talking about um, Canada being depressing. And now let's see what he has to say on something else. Christianity was like a giant vacuum cleaner in some senses. It certainly integrated itself with and layered itself on top of existing pagan ceremonies. Like the tree itself. The tree is a very interesting symbol. Because the tree is is the tree in the Garden of Eden, the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. The tree for Christmas is mostly the tree of life. And the tree is also the structure that unites heaven with earth. And the lights on the tree symbolize or represent even illumination and the reemergence of, of light in the darkness. Candle emojis in the chat. Light in the darkness. A lot of that was was extracted in some sense from the pagan symbolism that existed there prior to Christianity. 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 I mean the tree idea, for example. The idea that there's a tree that unites heaven and hell, which is sort of something akin to Jacob's ladder, is a central tenet of shamanism. And there are all sorts of strange shamanic echoes that permeate Christianity and the Christmas story. Like Santa Claus is a good example. There's very interesting documentation about the relationship between the red and white of Santa Claus, for example, and the use of Amanita muscaria mushrooms on the shamanic in the shamanic tradition. So yeah, it's a very, 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 deep and strange mixture of desert and frigid cold and, and, and celebration. I guess that's also partly what's given it such longevity as a, as a celebration, even though we also seem to be doing everything we can to undermine that as fast as possible. Jordan B. Peterson there talking about the uh, significance of the Christmas tree and agreeing with Terence McKenna on a bunch of stuff. Wouldn't it be nice to see Terence McKenna and Dr. Jordan B. Peterson having a conversation about various things? About, uh, about, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion and Berserk. And other things. 
Thank you, Dr. Jordan B. Peterson, for those Christmas musings. Uh, I was thinking, actually, he was talking about the Christmas tree there. We do have uh, other another Meaning Wave Universe member uh, who's got some, some, some wisdom, some knowledge, and some information on the, the Christmas tree and the origin of the Christmas tree or the contemporary origin of the contemporary Christmas tree. Shall we check in on that? say that I mean that guy the subject was bound to come up and yet when Al and Vicky were married nobody mentioned it what a pull Harvey nor did the issue arise after the birth of their first child but when little Ed was born the following year Al asked his wife a favor and that brings us to the rest of the story the favor which Al requested of his wife was, could their household please that year at Christmas time have a Christmas tree? You see, theirs was a mixed marriage. There'd never ever been a Christmas tree for Vicky while she was growing up, and yet of all of the fond memories of Al's childhood, the most marvelous and magical were those of the family Christmas tree. It had been an indispensable winter tradition. As Al grew up, the magical memories faded, but now suddenly he found himself gazing down into a crib into the eyes of his infant son, and somehow he saw therein himself. Al had adored his firstborn, his little daughter, but it took a son to awaken the simple, sweet yearning of his own boy. Boyhood. So he came to his wife, and as persuasively as he knew how, he asked for a family Christmas tree. I don't believe I mentioned how very much Vicky loved Al, nor how dearly she had always wished to please him. And so without hesitation, on that bright December day, she looked back at her husband, smiling, said, Go out and find us a Christmas tree. Well, what a joyous season that was. The first complete Christmas at Al and Vicky's place. The children, perhaps too young to know, seemed nevertheless to appreciate the festivities, and particularly that wonderful green tree in their home. Its decorations were splendid. The angel perched up on top with outstretched arms seemed to preside over all. The baby Babies seemed especially fascinated with the lights. They used candles in those days for lights. They were lean wax tapers. But the reflections of those tiny flames danced in the shiny ornaments. Al told Vicky the story of how Martin Luther had been walking home late one night. And he had stopped in breathless wonder to gaze at stars shining through the branches of a lone evergreen beside the road and how thus inspired it was Martin Luther who had created the custom of candles on Christmas tree branches. Well, now maybe that's only a story, but Vicky was charmed and told Al that they must have a Christmas tree in their home every year, and they did. They would have seven more children, nine in all. Vicky herself would live to see 37 grandchildren, and everybody from earliest childhood would love the family Christmas tree tradition, although it became much more than that. For their marriage, as I say, was mixed. You see, Al had been born in Germany and Vicky in England. And at the time of their marriage in 1840, the Christmas tree was a German custom. There were none in Great Britain. And yet, no records reveal that during Christmas of 1841 at Windsor Castle, Prince Albert of Saxony and his bride, Queen Victoria of England, put up something called a Christmas tree. Al and Vicky 
put up a Christmas tree that delighted the entire court and swiftly captured the imagination of the British Empire. Now, you may have thought of the Christmas tree as a, as a romantic custom. Well, now you know how right you were, for now you know the rest of the story. Give it up for Paul Harvey there, telling the story of, uh, of how we got our contemporary Christmas tree, allegedly. I wonder what, what Terence McKenna would think about that. Thank you, Paul Harvey. Merry Christmas. Yeah, and, and to you. And to you and yours. Have I got unnecessary reverb on my voice? I think I'd have a little... There we go. Boom. How's everyone feeling out there? Thank you all for being here. It's a delightful Christmas to be alive here at the peak of recorded human Christmases. A time of, uh, of, of abundance, of reflection, of, uh, of appreciation. A time to be in the moment and of the moment while simultaneously we connected to that which... Uh, that from whence we came. Pissio Cat says, I was a teenager in the 70s. I remember Paul Harvey on the radio and Wolfgang Jack, and the only way to hear new music was to buy the album or listen to it with your friends. I saw uh, was it Ethan Van Skyver complaining on X earlier about how he thinks Apple ruined Christmas. So he's like, what are you supposed to buy people? Like, you can't buy all the stuff you used to buy people just now just exists in, in the, um, you know, in this, this uh, Lovecraftian rectangle. You know, just to get someone a CD or a movie or a DVD or a game or whatever it was. And things all now exist in the weird Lovecraftian uh, black rectangle. Well, you could always give someone the gift of uh, Meaning Wave for Christmas uh, when you head on over to uh, MeaningWave.com. MeaningWave.com, uh, the sponsor of today's broadcast. Uh, MeaningWave.com, what with happiness being a side effect of meaning and all that. Where is MeaningWave.com? Uh, it should be coming up. And there is MeaningWave.com. And now if I look on here, I should be able to see MeaningWave.com. Where are you? MeaningWave.com. Where are you? MeaningWave.com, because happiness is a side effect of meaning. Head on over to MeaningWave today. MeaningWave.com today, even. And, uh... Maybe get yourself something nice with the Christmas money that Grandma gave you. You know what I mean? Maybe Grandma gave you some Christmas money. There it is. Look, there's the lovely MeaningWave.com. It's on the support page. I'm not. There's MeaningWave.com. Look, we've got all sorts of nice things. We've got jerseys and T-shirts and holographic T-shirts. We've got vinyl and cassettes and uh, posters and mugs and mouse mats and all sorts of lovely things uh, we also have uh, lyrics you know if you want to read the lyrics to the songs all the lyrics there look at that all lovingly uh, arranged you know we have bundles if you want to if you want to download the music because uh, you, you know maybe the internet's going to cut out or something because you because Klaus Schwab uh, is trying to scare people or something weird uh, don't worry about it just download the music you love and then you've got it haven't you 
Uh, you could also buy it if you, there's some there's something you can buy. Did you know that there's vinyl and CDs of certain things? Meaningwave.com. Also, there's a resources section. People are always like asking me how they can support Meaningwave, uh, considering that Spotify only pays 0.4 cents per stream, and they feel that does not properly reflect the value that Meaningwave brings to their lives. Hit the support Meaningwave tab. We have a PayPal, a Bitcoin, a Patreon, an ETH, a Venmo, and a Cashap, through which you can express your uh, your undying gratitude for the glory uh, that Meaningwave has brought into your existence, as I know it has mine. Happiness is a side effect of meaning. Mom Pian says, I can't wait for my vinyl bundle to ship. Yeah. I can't wait for your vinyl bundle to ship. Is your vinyl bundle part of one of the campaigns or is it bought from the shop? Bought from the shop, it will ship within 48 hours. If it's part of one of the campaigns, those will also be shipping very soon. And uh, the oh my goodness, the yeah, the Marcus Aurelius vinyl is, is now pressed and is on its way to our shipping facilities, I believe. So that'll be occurring after Santa's finished all of his, his business. Well, we've had a number of people's uh, thoughts and perspectives on Christmas. We've had Paul Harvey talking about trees. Jonathan Padgett talking about the existence of Santa Claus. Jordan B. Peterson talking about trees and psychedelics and, uh, and depression and telling the truth. We've had a number of things. Uh, we haven't yet had Alan Watts's uh, talking about Christmas. So let's check in on everybody's favourite. Uh, silky smooth voiced British philosophing fellow uh, anti-jogger he doesn't like joggers but uh, he does like uh, Christmas I think well let's see whoa 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 Whoa! Want to find a true folk religion in our culture? Look at the rights of Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Even before the beginning of Advent, which was supposed to be a three to four week fasting period in preparation for the feast, streets are decorated for Christmas, the shops glitter with tinsel and festive display of gifts. Public address systems warble electronic carols so that one is sick to death of Venite Adoramus long before Christmas Day. Hey, 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 hey. Trees are already bobbled and illumined in most homes. And as the big build-up proceeds, they're surrounded by those shiny packages with shimmering ribbons, which look as if they held gifts for Christmas. Christmas. V on the wall says, What's is my favorite philosopher? Christmas. Merry Christmas. 
by this time, Christmas parties have already been held in schools and offices before closing for the actual holiday. So that by Christmas Eve, the celebrations have just about blown their top. There are still those packages under the tree. There are still those packages under the tree. And stockings by the fireplace. Jeffrey Werder says, I did put Meaning Wave Velvet on my list again this year. Last year I got the Lo-Fi Christmas shirt in crushed velvet. Luxurious and beautiful. Hoping for the Meaning Wave Cosmos design this year. May Sansa bring you everything you deserve. Hardly able to wait for breakfast and not having slept most of the night. They tear those gold and silver parcels to shreds as if they contain nothing less than the elixir of life or the philosopher's stone. In the living room, looks as if a waste paper truck had crashed into a dime store, leaving a wreck of mangled cartons, excelsior wrapping paper, and writhing ribbons. Neckties, upended dolls, half assembled model railroads. Face suits, plastic atom bombs, and scattered chocolate bar, hundreds of clicker toy pieces, crushed tree ornaments, miniature sports cars, water pistols, bottles of whiskey, balloons. An hour later, the children are blubbering or screaming and have to be shooed out of doors while the mess is shoved together to make room for Christmas dinner. Just a little dry. Here's the heart. Thereafter, the 12 days of Christmas are spent with upset stomachs, colds, and influenza. And on New Year's Eve, the adults get stoned to forget the whole thing. Yeah! The adults get stoned to forget the whole thing. Yeah! The adults get stoned to forget the whole thing. <laughs> Wow, thank you, Alan Watts. Alan Watts right there with uh, Corporate Christmas. Corporate Christmas sounds uh, very wholesome compared to uh, contemporary Christmas in some ways. Well, some aspects of, of some people's contemporary Christmas, not us. We have great Christmases, obviously, all of us gathered here today. Uh, shout out to you and your Christmas. Zach Steps says, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Uh, obviously, mine is Christmas Vacation. Um, or It's a Wonderful Life. I would say. I think my son, Hercules, I think his favorite Christmas movie is Home Alone. Mama Don, what's your favorite Christmas movie? It's your turn to choose the movie tonight, by the way. Oh, are we, we going to be able to have a movie tonight? We've got we've got Mexican friends coming over, haven't we? Because it's Mexican Christmas today. Usually what happens with Christmas is I have all these grand plans for all these movies I'm going to watch, and I never watch close to as many movies as I think I'm going to watch. It did occur to me recently, you're like, oh, well, let's watch a wonderful, you know, fantasy trilogy at Christmas. But you actually don't have very many. You've got Lord of the Rings, and you've got the original Star Wars, uh, maybe Harry Potter. Like, what else is there? And you're like, what? People love those sorts of movies. You'd have thought, with all the billions of dollars they spend 
the, the fine folks of Hollywood could be pumping out tons of those, but no. It seems they cannot make archetypal uh, mythopoetic masterpiece trilogies uh, anymore. And even when they could, they could only manage like one every 15 years or something. I would say there's a massive gap in the market for archetypal mythopoetic, uh, you know, mythology, trilogy type stuff. I just don't know how it's going to happen. The people with the, with the purse springs seem to only want to, want to spend their money on anti-human propaganda. Right? Well, I tell you, we already know what's happening there. Exactly what happened to the music industry will happen and is beginning to happen to the uh, sort of movie industry. We're at the point uh, that now, with um, certain technologies that have been developed, uh, Unreal Engine, for example, like a, a single individual could make a movie in Unreal Engine. Just in the same way that uh, about 20 years ago, suddenly a indi single individual like Akira the Dawn was able to make an album in his bedroom no longer needed a record company to make it or distribute it. So we're at that point with movies. But I think what's kind of cooler and more interesting is the fact that something beyond movies is going to be developed uh, by, uh, you know, my son and his generation. And some of the older folks as well, of course. Something beyond movies that will enable to, uh, a way of expressing these stories in a way that is participatory. This is something I've spoken of many times, but it's something I find very interesting and important. Uh, something that we lost uh, with the dawn of the printing press was the uh, involvement of, of the tribe in the telling of the story. We used to gather around the fire, and you know, grandma would read a bit, would would speak a bit of Beowulf. Nobody read it because it wasn't written down. People had books in their heads. That's why people used to write in verse because it's easier to remember. You write something like a song if it has a, if you bring out the melody and the rhythm in it you can remember a lot of it the people these days who can remember the most as far as like reams and reams of text are rappers so anyway the printing press comes along and disney buys all the stories and suddenly we're not participatory in the telling of the story anymore disney's dictating to us these stories and that's why people make all these youtube channels and, and get all and get upset on x because you know this stuff is actually important and they want to be a part of the telling of the story and they don't like being dictated to and propagandized at by uncultured swine who don't even understand the, the, the magic that they're messing with. Anyway, so what's going to happen is a new kind of form is emerging and it's something to do with what's come out of the way that children play within contemporary video game landscapes while simultaneously creating worlds and stories within them. It's going to sort of build on top of what was done with, with books and movies and things. Marshall McLuhan always talks about how the content of the new medium is the previous medium in that, say, movies were plays and then the TV's full of movies and then the internet was full of everything that came before that. You know? So all of these are clues as to what's happening. What's cool is we're going to see it all in our lifetimes. What's super cool is, you know, our children are going to be instrumental in it, which means we get to be as well. quite sure why I was talking about that but House Palmer just sent us a super chat which is very nice it says thank you for giving me five years of tunes to help keep my hope alive Merry Christmas Akira and the Meaning Wave Gang Merry Christmas House Palmer 
Merry Christmas, Meaning Wave gang. Isn't it nice to all be gathered here? Gathered here together. I did say, didn't I, that we would stream every day up until uh, Christmas, and then after that we'd decide what we were doing going forward. But I've got to say, I have enjoyed doing this stream, and I've enjoyed hanging out with you. I know my wife enjoys this as well, strangely enough. As does my son. Yoga Max says, you got to clip this, bro. Uncultured swine that don't even understand the magic they're messing with. I mean, it's true, right? Where is the lie? Yoga Max says, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen was always a good one. Also, Jingle All The Way. Oh, yeah, people were talking about movies, weren't they? It's a Wonderful Life Tomorrow, said somebody just now. Uh, Garfield Christmas Special, Muppet Christmas Carol, says Lane Stewart. Uh, that's actually what we've got in the bit. Look, see there? That's what, the, what we've got on my TVs over there. We've got Muppet Christmas Carol right now on this stream. Zach Steps says, uh, same buddy watching Vacation before this. I'll be watching It's a Wonderful Life tomorrow. Ain't that nice? Well, speaking of stories... Speaking of the imports of stories, by the way, uh, that was House Palmer's 20th Super Chat on a live stream. Congratulations. Here's a story. Here's a Christmas story. It's a, very, it's a, it's a beautiful and a, a beautifully told story and a, and a true story at that. This is an excerpt. in the chat, For weeks we had lived in flooded trenches. The Germans were 80 yards away. Our trench was inflated. We lost many men. Shot by snipers. Night after night, since the tailing off of the Battle of Ypres, we had toiled in the parapets, filling sandbag with clay mud. Squelched through muddy lagoons of woodland tracks carrying rations, duck boards, pumps, and ammunition. We were volunteers, rushed out to help General French's shattered expeditionary force. Just 
satisfying to feel the soft hairs of our unshaven chins. The regulars were decent chaps, heroes of Mons. But the rains fell. And the trenches filled almost waist high. After a few days, we could scarcely move our legs, nor did we seem to need food. At night, we dragged ourselves out of the ditches and moved about, uncaring of bullets aimed at random in the dark. All night, we worked, carrying parties, pumping fatigues, parapet building. At dawn, we slid into water again and set ourselves to endure the gray daylight. Even now, so long afterwards, when I hear rain on the tiles overhead, of that time makes me draw the blankets closer around my neck. On Christmas Eve of 1914, we were in the support line about 200 yards inside the bloke steer wood. It was freezing. a new blockhouse of oak boughs and sandbags called Piccadilly Hotel. No bed but the cold earth, no blankets even, but sleep. Sleep. Then came a message from brigade headquarters, brought I think by second lieutenant Bruce Barron's father of the Warwicks. Wiring parties were required in no man's land all night and there would be a moon we would have to work only 50 yards from the german machine guns in the white house opposite the eastern edge of the wood two hours later we filed out of the dark trees into the naked moonlit terror of no man's land holding our shovels besides our faces in hope of protection against the expected mortar blast the moon was high and white among the frozen clouds we were visible We flung ourselves on our faces and waited. But the battlefield was as silent as the moon. For an hour, we worked in silence, in a most mysterious soundlessness. What had happened? We began to talk naturally as we drove in stakes and pulled out concertiners of prepared wire. There was no rifle fire, either up or down the line, from way up north beyond Ypres to south, beyond Armentieres and the French army. At midnight, we heard laughing as we worked. We heard singing from the German lines, carols, the tunes of which we knew. I noticed a very bright light on a tall pole raised in their 
lines. Down opposite the East Lanks Trench, in front of the convent. A Christmas tree. With lighted candles. Candles in the chat.
came a message from the Germans. At midnight, our staff officers visit, and we must fire our automatic pistolen. But we will fire higher. Nevertheless, please keep undercover. At 11 p.m., Berlin midnight, we saw flashes going away into the air. Two days later, an army order came from GHQ to the effect that men found fraternizing with his enemy would be court-martialed and, if found guilty, would suffer the death penalty. And again in that place, the fairy lights soared over no man's land at night. And bullets cut showers of splinters from trees and sometimes human flesh and bone. So hope sank into the mud again.
around the world in the trenches now risking life and limb for what they believe in for freedom and think of the civilians trapped in those hellish places suffering in the merciless And finally, as Henry Williamson asked, let us not lack the imagination to think. Christmas, Joko. That was the Christmas truce. Featuring Joko Willink. Featuring vocals there from Hercules is tight. Tight as well as for grandfather. My wife's stepfather, who passed earlier this year, and who will be singing every Christmas forevermore with us here. Big shouts out to Venice Beach Dub Club. Just Merry Christmas Eve. God bless you and your fact. Meaning Wave crew. I'm assuming that should have been fam. But it could be fact. I don't know. Maybe fact is a thing. Friends and comrades. Merry Christmas Eve. God bless you and your fam. And the Meaning Wave crew. Can I get a... Yeah, you can get a... It is the season. Triple ho for infinity. Or at least until the tree dies. Appreciate the support of Venice Beach Dub Club. Big up you. Big up all the candles in the uh, in the chat. I'm enjoying these candles in the chat, this, this stream. There's been a lot of them. It's been very nice to see. I like a candle. Candles are symbolic of many things. You know what I mean? A, a candle can be a symbol of revolution to people who have no candles. Candlestick, of course, is an important visual uh, symbol in Anthem, uh, the Ayn Rand novella that I recently adapted into some songs. I 
had that candle burning in my mind when I was making that record. Says the season of gratitude, says Jagney. What a delightful little surprise to wind down after two dinners uh, with prayers. Blessings upon you all. Amanda Dancer says, making a merch purchase today. I need more color in my life. Well, MeaningWipe.com is the place for you. We are very colorful. We have a wide selection of very colorful uh, garments. MeaningWipe.com. Uh, the velvet stuff is, is very colorful. Well, the colorful designs in velvet. I'd say velvet is a Christmassy thing. There you go, Big Bad Wolf says, uh, Amanda, the velvet stuff is amazing. Yes, it is. Get velvet trousers, says Big Bad Wolf. Velvet trouser is good. I have a velvet trouser. Meaningwave.com velvet trouser. Made in the USA by fine USAians. Nicholas Young says, One man that stopped lying could bring down a tyranny. This has happened before and it will happen again. It's about the only thing that does. Big Bad Wolf says, you guys are awesome. I love M-A-Z. Meaning wave autonomous zone. S 2020. The autonomous zone was established in 2020, I believe. It was 2020, right? Feels like a long time ago now. Feels like another world. Here we are in the future. It's 2023. That's about to come to a close. It's about to be 2024. What's in store? What are you looking forward to in 2024, brave wave rider? Brave wave riding individual. Merry Christmas, Chad, who's opening presents with family. Calais says, please think of those men and women around the world in the trenches now, risking life and limb for what they believe in for freedom. Amen. Henry Williamson asked to let us not lack the imagination to think of other men as men. Men like ourselves. Men like us. Grossman says so true equality 72521 writing by candlelight because in that dystopian future collectivism returned them to a primitive level of existence Kalei says uh, Jocko just posted his reading of the Christmas truce on X less than a minute ago flow there is synchronicity that's what that is Synchronicities are signposts. They, they mean that you are on the right path. I, I find that to be the case. In my own experience, anyway. If it feels like it works. If it feels like it works. Thank you, Jocko. Thank you, everybody. What a delightful Christmas Eve stream this has been. Maybe we've got time for a couple more? I don't know what you reckon. We've got time for a couple more? I think we do. 
This is one of my favorites. Welcoming back Dr. Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. Welcoming back Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. Of course, that's a lot of what's celebrated symbolically at Christmas. The idea of the lights on the trees is the return of illumination, right? Because the sun is starting to come back. All these things are layered on top of one another. And so it's 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 a remarkable, it's a remarkable. It's one of the things that's really made me so struck as a consequence of studying Christianity is that so many levels of meaning stack on top of one another in an isomorphic manner. It, support one another you know there's a cosmic story that's associated with christmas which is the death and rebirth of the sun i mean the, the actual solar orb and then there's the more prosaic story of the birth of a baby which is of course a miraculous event in everyone's life everyone's life everyone's life a miraculous event in everyone's life birth of a baby which is of course a miraculous event in everyone's life everyone's life everyone's life a miraculous event in everyone's life just like a, an infant is the eternal hope of mankind. Oh, he's born in lowly circumstances and in extreme peril, right? Because all the firstborns are under death sentence, essentially. And there's an archetypal element to that, too, which is really important to understand, which is that even if the hero is divine, he's always born in the extreme danger that characterizes existence itself. So in some sense, that balance between tragedy and catastrophe and tyranny and Christmas in reality for day-to-day people is also built right into the story. I mean, they're in a manger for God's sake, right? It's a stable, and so it's pretty unstable. And there's the more prosaic story of the birth of a baby, which is of course a miraculous event in everyone's life. Everyone's life. Everyone's life. A miraculous event in everyone's life. Birth of a baby, which is of course a miraculous event in everyone's life. Everyone's life. Everyone's life. A miraculous event in everyone's life. political events going on and well that's that's the way of mankind radical political and social events going on and that's the way of mankind so then there's the prosaic story of the birth of a baby which is of course a miraculous event in everyone's life everyone's life everyone's life a miraculous event in everyone's life birth of a baby which is of course a miraculous event in everyone's life everyone's life everyone's life a miraculous event in everyone's life
Dr. Jordan B. Peterson there. Thank you for blessing us with that one. Birth of a baby, brackets, a Christmas miracle, crows, brackets, crows, close. By Joe. Alec Moran. What's up, baby? Says, I used to ask God for more blessings until I realized I needed to be thankful for every single one I've got. When you're given a second chance in life, you don't take anything for granted anymore. I've been looking at this orb, right? And I, like, like this orb. Or it's, it's like a disco ball, this orb. And all its tiny little hexagons, each seem to represent a blessing. And there's so many, I can never see them all at the same time or even contain them all in, in my consciousness, seemingly, at any one time. So, so I ponder, you know, I ponder this orb, this Christmas orb. I ponder these blessings, these myriad miracles that constitute the totality of my being. I'm very grateful to be here having this adventure with you guys. Merry Christmas. The Christmas Orb. What up, Adam Fella? Says, let's hear a ho ho ho, everyone. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Sending love to everyone here. Sagittarius, appreciate you. Says, Merry Christmas to you all. Merry Christmas. It's a beautiful Christmas to be alive here at the peak of recorded human Christmases. We've been streaming every day leading up to Christmas, and it's been a wonderful time hanging out with you. Being together. We said we'd do it every day up until Christmas, then after that, who knows? Well, we'll let you know right after Christmas. Look, it's Jason Eva. What you doing? Merry Christmas, Jason Eva. How was your Christmas party? So nice to see everybody. I think we got time for one more Meaning Wave Christmas classic. What do you reckon? about was not a Scrooge now. He was a kind, a decent, a mostly good man, generous to his family and upright in his dealings with other men, but he just did not believe in all of that incarnation stuff which the churches proclaim at Christmas time. It just did not make sense, and he was too honest to pretend otherwise. He could not swallow the Jesus story about God coming to earth as a man. He told his wife, I'm truly sorry to distress you, but I'm just not going with you to church this Christmas Eve. He said he'd feel like a hypocrite, that he'd much rather just stay home, but that he would wait up for them. So he stayed and they went to the midnight service. 
Now, shortly after the family drove away in the car, snow began to fall. He went to the window to watch the flurries getting heavier and heavier. Then he went back to his fireside chair, began to read his newspaper. Minutes later, he was startled by a thudding sound, and then another, then yet another. At first, he thought somebody must be throwing snowballs against the living room window. But when he went to the front door to investigate, he found a flock of birds huddled out there miserably in the snow. They had been caught in the storm in a desperate search for shelter. They had tried to fly through his large landscape window. That was what had been making the sound. Well, he couldn't let those poor creatures just lie there and freeze. So he remembered the barn where his children stabled their pony. That would provide a warm shelter. All he would have to do is direct the birds into that shelter. Quickly, he put on a coat and galoshes. And he tramped through the deepening snow to the barn. And he opened the doors wide. And inside the barn, he turned on a light so the birds would know the way in. But the birds did not come in. So he figured that food would entice them. He went back into the house and fetched some breadcrumbs and sprinkled those on the snow, making a trail of breadcrumbs to the yellow-lighted, wide-open doorway of the stable. But to his dismay, the birds ignored the breadcrumbs. The birds just continued to flop around helplessly in the snow. He tried catching them. He could not. He tried shooing them into the barn by walking around them, waving his arms. But instead, they scattered in every direction. Every direction except into the warm-lighted barn. And that's when he realized that they were afraid of him. They were afraid of him. To him, he reasoned, I'm a strange, terrifying creature. If only I could think of some way to let them know that they can trust me. That I'm not trying to hurt them, but to help them. But how? Any move he made tended to frighten them and confuse them. They just would not follow. They would not be led or shooed because they feared him. And he thought to himself, if only I could be a bird now. I could be a bird and mingle with them and speak their language and tell them not to be afraid. Then I could show them the way to the safe warm barn but I would have to be one of them wouldn't I so they couldn't see and hear and understand at that moment the church bells began to ring the sound reached his ears above the sounds of the wind and he stood there listening to the bell at Deste Fidelis listening to the bells pealing the glad tidings of Christmas and he sank to his knees in the snow
will be a wonderfully merry Christmas. There you go, brothers and sisters. That was our Christmas Eve stream. The conclusion of our pre-Christmas daily endeavors. It's been uh, wonderful hanging out with you, doing all these lovely streams. So many streams. Um, We had that nice rapping one yesterday, we had that epic office party, we had the Paul Harvey Lo-Fi Christmas, which which was really cool, we had the Glory Stream, all sorts, look, look at all these streams we've been doing. Many, 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 many streams. After no streams, or hardly any streams at all for a couple of years, after we uh, were locked out of the USA and built our new life here in Mexico, we're back in the all-new Don Studios, which I still need to give a proper name. It's been referred to as the Meaning Cave. The Meaning Cave. But we have it now. We have this studio. It's... it's, uh, it's wonderful. It works. I can make music in it. I can make videos in it. And I can broadcast to you in it. And that is a Christmas miracle. The idea was conceived this time last year when Juanita and Benjamin, um, who own this sort of tropical compound upon which we dwell, suggested building uh, a purpose-built studio that I could work in since I've been working out one of their little Airbnb casitas. You could build a building. You could, you know, do what you want with it and soundproof it and design it in any way you so wished. Put the plugs anywhere you wanted to put the plugs, that sort of thing. This time last year, the first bricks were laid, in fact. And now here we are, the thing exists. It is a, it is a building. The plugs are exactly where I wanted them. The lights are mounted on the roof. The cameras are mounted on the roof. It feels like it works. In fact, it obviously works because here we are. Here we are, gathered together. Look, my wife's in the chat. She says, Merry Christmas. Thank you all for being here. Exactly. Exactly that. That's the main thing. Thank you all for being here. You could be anywhere. Your time is the most precious thing you have and that you spend your time. Spend here with us it's a wonderful thing that we do not take for granted and we do our very best to make it worth your, worth your time and uh, you know bring the bring the best experiences we can here at Meaning Wave you know the finest music the finest streams the finest velvet t-shirts the finest music videos the finest mixtapes the soundtrack to the epic story that is your life we will continue to do that in 2024 when we will be upping the levels we now have this studio we can now create at the level uh at a level you know 
you deserve. We're very excited for all that's coming in 2024 and we're very excited to share that with you. But for now, brothers and sisters, let's all go enjoy our Christmases. Love to you and your family. Thank you for being here and sharing your light with the world. Merry Christmas.